0: Welcome to Mondays with Matt with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick
1: off your week with Matt. Hello and welcome to Mondays with Matt, the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. We certainly appreciate it as always. Mark Killian here alongside Matthew Starkey, investment advisor, representative and president and owner at Great Lakes Retirement Solutions. Here on Mondays with Matt, we talk to you about the world of investing, finance and retirement and uh, you can always follow us on the uh, podcast at iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, various different outlets. You can always uh, check them out online as well at GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. That's GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. You can give Matt a call at 989-401-2949. That's 989-401-2949. And
0: Matt, welcome into Mondays with you. How are you? Hey, Mark, I'm doing really well. How are you doing this week?
1: I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for being here with me. Thanks for having me here on the podcast. We got some uh, some good stuff to talk about this this week. So I wanted to get your take on a couple of things. I saw, well, everybody's seen, obviously the presidential thing is beginning to heat up and with more and more candidates throwing their, their uh, name into the ring in the Democratic side, there's increased conversation around raising taxes on higher income folks as well as bigger taxes on larger estates and even here in Michigan there's a big talk about a, a really high gas tax what's your opinion on some of these things
0: well that's a great question mark and since you asked my opinion we'll we'll go ahead and talk about it hey, but it's your uh, you're not supposed to talk about politics you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah but it's your show so you can do what you want
0: that's <laughs> right that's right well hey you know we are seeing a lot more of the candidates, there's a wide variety on the Democratic Party side. Naturally, they're going to challenge uh, President Trump. We are in 2019. And so the increased taxes on higher incomes and more taxes on larger estates, is it a good idea? Well, anytime I get asked about taxes, and this is a very sensitive topic for a lot of people, bigger government leads to more taxes. The idea of, of America and the freedom, we were trying to you know, I went back and just read i don't know this last day or two about the Boston Tea Party and um you know, when they threw the tea over the side of the ship, it wasn't actually for a tax increase, but it was for a tax break for the India trading company because the corporate was getting a tax break when everybody else had to pay taxes and how does that relate to today, and how does that relate to the the party wanting to raise taxes? I think what comes to mind is it's the mentality of whichever party you belong to. And you got to think, do I want larger government? The government exists because of the people. It's for the people. And so the only way to have more government or more programs is to increase taxes on the average, the general. So if it taxes all people equally, that seems to be more fair, in, in my opinion. When you tax people with higher incomes, we have a progressive tax so it works that way anyways in our tax brackets the higher the income that you have the more taxes that you pay and um, the lower the income the lower the taxes so the higher income are already getting taxed at this progressive rate and the higher the income they make the more they're already paying to add an additional tax on that in my estimation that that limits the the desire to go out and and be more profitable you see, the other thing that they got to think about is higher income people. Uh, most likely, a lot of those people fall into the business owner category. And, you right. know, currently, you know, you see some of the, you know, like the Mark Zuckerberg with being the owner of Facebook or the Jeff Bezos. These are the kind of people that are just making it hand over fist, right? Right. And so, do we penalize people for having that higher income, or should they? You know, do they owe it to the average American to pay higher taxes? My opinion is not necessarily. Really, a good way to raise funds or or increase is to, you know, have a use tax. I mean, we have a new Democratic governor here in Michigan, Governor Gretchen Whitmer, and um, she just proposed to raise taxes to repair the roads. You know, it's a huge tax increase. A lot of people are very upset about it. It's 45 cents per gallon would be added onto our gasoline tax. Now you have a high tax in North Carolina there, don't you, Mark?
1: Yeah, we're pretty high too. We're somewhere around 37 I think or 38% or 38 uh, cents, excuse me on uh, on tax.
0: For gas. Yeah, so so you guys know, but you know, when you raise taxes for the use things or taxes on cigarettes or taxes on we recently <laughs> passed legislation that would allow medical marijuana, a lot of the funds for these use items can go to pay for programs. She wants to raise it for the roads, but you know, we we went back years ago and I thought the money for the lottery was supposed to be used for schools and for roads. And then they increased taxes on tobacco use and, and all these different things over the years. Raising taxes tends to leave people with less money in their pocket. And it stifles, I think it stifles growth for the average American. You reduce taxes, put more pay, more money in their pocket. They're going to go spend it in the economy. And the world's going to be a better place because they're going to have a higher standard of living or higher quality of life going home or sending their kids to private schools or paying for college or all these different things. So I don't like high taxes. I, I think people that come in and just think we're going to tax our way to prosperity, it's not going to work.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, you, when you were saying that, it made me think of a story and I'm not sure if you're familiar with this, but I'll run it past you, Matt, that years ago, there was a, a famous person who when the taxes were really high, and this is way back when, when taxes were 90 something percent, I believe, And I think this was in the 50s, if I'm not mistaken, but give or take. Anyway, uh, it was an actor. And he said, you know, I can make two movies a year and I keep the money. But the third one, basically, I'm doing that for free because the amount of taxes that's being taken out in my salary, it doesn't benefit me to make that third movie. So I don't bother to do it. Right. So basically, it was saying, you know, I could pay more in taxes and put more out there, but I'm just going to curtail what I'm making because of this. And that actor wound up going into office and later on wound up being, responsible for the huge tax cut of the 80s and that's Ronald Reagan. He actually had that problem in the 50s I believe it was and was very frustrated by the whole tax situation which I think is why when he you know, got into power and and did Reaganomics, he was doing that kind of thing, saying, look, just because the rich make more, you know, taxing them at a much higher rate does not necessarily just fix everyone's problems because they may just choose to do less, right? So it's like, tax them a fair thing across the board, no matter what your income is. If a person's making $50 million a year and they're paying 33% taxes, that's still going to be helping out the income streams for the government versus that person saying, well, fine, I'll drop down to 10 million a year if I'm gonna have to pay 70%. So, it's kind of a catch 22. What do you think?
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. And um, it disincentivizes people to go out and but, go exactly, after Exactly. Yeah, um, disincentivize. That's a great word. Yeah, because, um, you know, the same thing happens when it comes to, you know, contributions to qualified retirement plans. Like there's phase outs for Roth IRAs for people that are higher income. So, if they have a, the ability to control their income or reduce it, they're going to find every way to do that and take those deductions in the taxes in order to. Pay low taxes anyways you know there's several large companies and we can we can name a dozen but they use those tax breaks to pay very little or no taxes as we just it was a recent headline as well of i think that was that i don't know if that was amazon but i know ge has has done that in the past too uses the corporate tax law in, the, in their loopholes they call them because they're legal ways to take and reduce your taxes so when people come out with ideas there's a little saying that I heard there are no new ideas. Is It's, it's uh, <laughs> right. just a different way to think about it. Yeah. Well, Holly, um, Hollywood's and, taught but, us
1: that, right? There's no new ideas. They just repurpose things.
0: That's right. That's right. So ultimately, though, if you look at the economics of the matter, Art Laffer was advisor to Reagan. He's, mm-hmm. a, he's a Nobel Prize winner. Right. And he said that when you reduce taxes on the people, you actually increase the revenue for the the the, the local municipality or the government. So because people do produce more and, hey, if if I'm going to drop my, let's say a flat tax, he was doing a study. I listened to him years ago on flat tax and he he was looking in Missouri area and um, St. Louis. And they were studying city taxes versus no city tax on revenue and income when you worked in the city and lived in the city. And um, what they found is that when you have no tax, it actually prompts people that are getting taxed to move into the area with no taxes. I mean we see that with like the state of Florida. Oh yeah for sure Arizona Mm -hmm. seniors retiring there because they don't have to pay state tax. That's for you know for Michigan residents that's like a four and a quarter percent increase in your income just because you don't have to pay state tax anymore. So I'm a proponent of lower taxes and it does better things for people.
1: Yeah. Well, right now we're definitely in the area of uh, the lower taxes, obviously, and it's the devil you know. And so, of course, when you're talking about retirement planning, right now a lot of people are really curious about how to be more efficient with their taxes because it is low right now. And, you know, if you're just entering into retirement, you don't know what that's going to look like in 20 years. The odds of taxes going up are pretty darn high. And so, you know, right, with that, right. you know, Roth conversions have been all the rage here the last 18, 20 months or so because people are like, I'd rather pay the tax if I'm in that 12% bracket versus maybe you know, being at 28 or 33 or who knows what at some point down the way. Well, let's finish up the program here, the podcast, Matt, with a question actually got in that does kind of fall right in line with our topic today. I was looking through these different emails while we were discussing taxes, and Hector in Essexville says, Matt, I'm torn between contributing to a Roth IRA and a traditional. In your opinion, which one is better or can be better useful?
0: Well, that's uh, always a question that we we get a lot of that question, actually. And it really depends on your situation, Hector. But thank you for the question. I'll try to answer this as concisely as possible. Basically, the two types of IRAs, you got the traditional IRA. And that's set up where you can contribute money into your retirement account now and take a tax deduction for that contribution. And what people that participate in contribute to the traditional, a lot of them were looking for those tax deductions. So if you can contribute $5,500, and if you're over age 50, you can. there's a $1,000 catch up currently, you can contribute $6,500 and take a tax deduction off of when you file your taxes, as long as you contribute before April 15th for last year. Basically, you're taking the deduction now, but when you take that money out when you're retired or over age 59 and a half, then you have to pay taxes on the money that's inside of a traditional IRA. So the question is, am I in a lower tax bracket now than I anticipate being during retirement? And uh, if I think I am, then I might want to choose a Roth IRA. In other words, if I think taxes might be higher when I retire, it wouldn't make sense to pay taxes later when I'm retired and I think I'm going to be in a higher bracket. So if I wanted to contribute to a Roth IRA now, I pay the tax on the money now at the lower tax rate. And the Roth IRA allows my money to the same privilege of tax deferred growth. And once I'm age 59 and a half and I'm retiring, I can pull money out of the Roth and that money all comes out tax free. So it's a different feeling. I don't have to declare income tax when I take that money out of the Roth because I paid tax today on it, which means I don't get that tax deduction. But I can still contribute fifty five hundred or if you're over age fifty, sixty-five per year. And now I'm I'll never pay tax on that money again. So if you're younger, just to answer this question, I love the idea of having a tax-free retirement. How do we do that? You utilize that Roth IRA vehicle. If I pay the taxes now, even if my tax rate is a little bit higher, but I anticipate that, you know, we don't know what's gonna happen with Social Security down the road, Hector. So being mindful of that, I think, I think the government is going to have to increase our taxes in order to, to keep Social Security alive or to keep that program going and keep funding it. So I anticipate that taxes will be higher when we retire. Therefore, I will prefer to save in a Roth IRA for most younger people.
1: Yeah, and I again, it's kind of the conversation we were having the day on the podcast Mondays with Matt. There's never a specifically right answer for everything. Each situation is different, and you really have to look at, uh, sit down with an advisor and talk through it, and look at the different options and strategies, and see which is going to be the best benefit for you. You know, definitely with the traditional, obviously, if you kick it down the that can down the road, eventually, you know, when you do hit retirement, you're going to have a pretty hefty bill to pay in taxes. So a lot of people, again, to our point earlier, are talking about conversions to Roths or contributing more to Roth or doing a bit of both. So I would say, Hector, definitely great question. Have a conversation with your advisor. And if you need a second opinion or you want some help, Matt is here to help. On Mondays with Matt, reach out to him at 989-401-2949. That's a number to call. That's 989-401-2949. Or check him out online at GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. That is GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. And as always, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iHeart, Stitcher, Google Play, places where podcasts are found and matt as always thanks for your time here on the program i appreciate you
0: thanks mark great talking to you again this week and we're lining up for basketball season so uh enjoy the march madness here
1: yeah no definitely thanks for tuning into the podcast and yeah enjoy your march madness and we'll be back with another podcast here soon on mondays with matt